Blog Talk Radio. When I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall and in the back of my mind I hear my conscience call telling me I need a girl who's as sweet as a dove. For the first time in my life, I see I need love. There I was, giggling about the games that I had played with men. Peace, peace. Welcome back to your week ahead with Mama Daughter Astrology. We are live right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network and in full effect. I'm so glad this is your host, Mama Dada, um, and I'm so glad to be back here with y'all this week. Every week we get ahead, and this week is no exception. Today we're talking about the alignment of all alignments, whether this um, conjunction of Venus and Mars is in your birth chart or whether it's a passing transit like the one we're going to be experiencing here next week on September the 1st. It's an alignment and a conjunction that cannot be missed or overlooked. You've got the planet of love and money lined up with the planet of passion and drive, and so some pretty amazing things can happen and take place uh, once you can recognize that energy and tap into it. I'm going to help you all do that, help us all do that here today. Um, this week currently, actually before I get started, let's you you all know the same old song and dance, but it's so powerful and positive that I must do it before I go any further. Um, first of all, I just want to give honor, praise, respect, adoration to our divine ancestors that make a way for us to even be here every week to do this. And of course, to Brother Ampu, our esteemed and fearless leader here at the My Astrology Coach team, and um, for his continued support and guidance considering I've never done this before, and just giving me a platform and an opportunity to where I can connect with you, our faithful listeners and and clients and just people who are supporters of the show. It doesn't go unnoticed. I appreciate it so much. Um, you can, if you're online and would like to call in, the call-in number is area code 818-369-0368. If you are currently on the line and would like to, um, you know, come in on the conversation, interject, uh, have something to offer, add content to the show, please don't hesitate to press 1 on your keypad, and then I'll be notified that you want to jump on. No problem. Feel free. Uh, yes, and if you're online, I do have the chat open. I haven't typed anything in there yet, but if you're online and have a question, you can type it in the chat, and I can private message you back um, with any information that I have for you. So with that being said, let's jump in. Today is Wednesday, August the 26th. And we were talking about today last week. If you missed last week's show, please feel free in the episode info online at the blogtalkradio.slash astrology for today's show um, titled the Venus-Mars Alignment Special. There is a link, and it says 
it reads, and you can listen to last week's broadcast right here, and it has a link you can click to get to last week's show. Last week's show is covering what is going on today, and if you missed it, I'm not going to recap the entire thing. Please feel free to click the link. That's why I placed it there for easy access. Um, But, yes, we were absolutely talking about today's uh, Sun-Jupiter conjunction, which if you follow any astrology blogs, any other astrologers online, you know about today's um, Sun-Jupiter conjunction. And, of course, if you follow Mama um, Mama Dada Astrology's Your Week Ahead, you knew about today's Sun-Jupiter conjunction as early as last Wednesday. So, you know, congratulations to you for staying ahead. That's why we're here and promoting uh, that type of utilization of the tool of astrology to get ahead so you're not caught off guard, unawares, especially as it pertains to your particular horoscope specifically that's based on your date and time of birth. We are here to help you with that and guide you through how to utilize um, your birth chart when these passing transits come along so you know how they affect you. Um, You can contact me through my astrology coach at Adrienne, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, at myastrologycoach.com, or you can contact me through the Mama Dada Astrology site. Um, I'm at Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook and Mama Dada Astro on Twitter. We are tweeting. We we tweet about more of the passing transits and their effect. Earlier in the week, we were tweeting about the sun moving into Virgo and and what to recognize and look for. And uh, we were talking about that on last week's show as well. So we're tweeting. We're on the radio. We're on Facebook. We're doing it all here at Mama Dada Astrology, and a lot of things are in the process of changing. So stick close because we may end up um, – There's a lot of potentialities of what could change, but just stick close and I'll make sure to keep you guys updated, okay? Um, Just to recap on this Sun-Jupiter conjunction today, it's exact at 5.02 p.m. Central Standard Time. And if if you remember from last week, I was just saying that, you know, today and the energy kind of surrounding today, give or take a day, uh, you may have been experiencing some of it as early as yesterday and as you can still be experiencing it through tomorrow. And, of course, the effects could could last a lifetime. But what you're looking out for is the expansiveness, the expansive overtone of Jupiter and its positivity and advancement and growth, um, you know, on your, on your, your ego, you know, your self-expression. Uh, actually, this time is actually a really good time to begin a new study for yourself, just something you've longed to, you know, study or learn, or any long-distance travel efforts, whether you're planning a long-distance trip or, you know, actually embarking upon one. Uh, it's a good time for that as well. It's a good time for a lot of things that are new, new projects new relationships, new investments are favored during this time. So like I said, I'm not going to go over the whole thing because it is on last week's show. Please feel free to take a listen. Um, Currently, the moon is still in Capricorn. 
So Capricorn, my my sun sign Capricorn, sun sign Virgos, uh, y'all are probably pretty much filling y'all spells right now. <laughs> and and wherever these energies are in your chart, that you're getting a boost right now, and it's more of a confidence boost of. Uh, what you're able to bring to the table career-wise, things you're able to take seriously and get done, the structure and the planning ahead that, you know, the Saturnian energy of Capricorn brings. Um, On a lower manifestation, it could be a little depressing right now or more of a sobering influence, Um, but it's definitely a productive time here up until, uh, I believe, tomorrow when it changes into Aquarius. Uh, when when you can face reality, you know, a lot easier and, and doing practical things, practical undertakings, you know, are kind of second nature. The sun's in Virgo right now, an earth sign. The moon's in Capricorn right now, an earth sign. So there's a lot of grounding energy right now to get things done. Virgo is really meticulous. We spoke on this when we were talking about the sun entering into Virgo and the energy we're going to be experiencing here in our self-expression and and our wheels uh, here over the next few weeks while the sun is in Virgo before it goes into Libra. And so, um, and that should be through the 23rd, 22nd of September, by the way. But uh, you know, enjoy this energy. It it you should we should be getting a lot done. I know for someone like me who has a lot of energy that gears more towards spirituality and and you know a lot of fire and air in my natal chart. This grounding energy is like a it's, it really is a blessing of a transit. And and a, um, for others like me that don't have a lot of earth in your chart then, you know, times like this where the energy and the environment at the astrological environment that we're living through has that earthy undertone to it, take full advantage, okay, guys? Um, If you want more detailed information, I went into it last week. That's why I put the link in the episode information. Just click it and you can um, take a listen. I also want to, in addition to the Sun-Jupiter conjunction that is exact this evening. Um, I want to speak just really briefly. Uh, Mercury actually enters Libra tomorrow. Um, I speak about that on last week's episode. And I also have some Mercury entering Libra horoscopes that you definitely want to check out for your sun and rising sign. But what I want to recap just a little bit is this major, major full moon coming here on Saturday, okay? Any new moon, any full moon is major. These cycles never end. They happen like clockwork every month, and they're powerful. And considering that we're coming up into the eclipse season, this is the last show I'm going to do before we start talking about eclipse season. Uh, This show covers the week starting Sunday the 30th through Saturday the 5th, okay? The very next day on the 6th, Venus stations direct. That very next week, there's a lunar, a partial lunar eclipse. And so there's a lot, there's a lot more uh, substantial, heavy, powerful energy coming 
but what really is going to start setting the tone for it is is this full moon in Pisces coming up this Saturday, the 29th. It is exact at 3.51 a.m. Central Standard Time. And I also did gave horoscopes last week for that for each sign. So please feel free to go back and take a listen. Um, it, it, it won't go by unnoticed. I'll put it to you like that, okay? Uh, Pisces is ruled by Neptune. Um, Neptune actually has a lot to do with this full moon because it will be conjuncting the moon. It'll be Neptune that not only rules Pisces, but is currently transiting Pisces. It's conjunct the moon, the full moon in Pisces this Saturday on August 29th, okay? So when you think about Neptune and its heavy influence on this full moon, I want you to think about some of these key words. Dreams. Vivid dreams, okay? Uh, uh, Alcohol and substance abuse, anything that can, you know, add to the illusion. Neptune rules illusion. It also rules confusion. Now, some of these keywords, if it sounds kind of negative, it is the lower manifestation of that Neptunian energy. I'm I got some more keywords for you. Lack of clarity that that lends itself to the confusion. Um, psychic perceptions, uh, since Neptune is this really uh, spiritual energy, uh, that it's kind of this sheer veil between goal and the spiritual, to where you can easily maneuver between um, different realms on a, on an energetic and spiritual level. That is. Uh, Neptune also is going to symbolize compassion and spiritual and religious interests. On the very, very low end, it is going to symbolize deception, deception, self-deception, and then the deceiving or the deception of others. So it's not all bad. On the very highest aspect of Neptune, you've got, you know, artistic endeavors like music, you know, beautiful music, uh, dance, art, the unconditional love. Doesn't that sound like a dream? <laughs> so, yes, that's the Neptunian energy that's going to be conjunct the full moon of this coming Saturday, August the 29th. Uh, in addition to the full moon conjuncting Neptune, this full moon is also going to square Saturn. I go into all this on last um, week's episode and show. Please feel free to check it out. I'm only recapping it because the energy of even this week that I spoke about last week is just, it's building. It really is building. What you also may be sensing, I'm, I'm going to finish talking about the full moon, but what you also may be sensing right now, uh, first of all, I t- told you next week on the 6th, Venus is about to station direct. It's been uh, retrograde here since July the 25th. And so if it seems like your money may have slowed up, your progress in love relationships may have slowed up, it may have a lot to do with that. One thing about it, though, is we are in the zone of the Venus-Mars alignment that I'm going to talk about for next week on the 1st. The energy is already building that I mentioned before, 
about the planet of love and money, Venus, hooking up with the planet of passion and drive, okay? That energy is already being felt. So it's it's really, you know, a, a mishmash, a smorgasbord of energy going on right now. Because with Venus um, about the station direct, you may be starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel with your love, money, you know, finances and relationships. Um, and then with Venus-Mars alignment, you know, it, it may even add more to that, but we're we're just not out of the woods yet. The Pisces full moon, uh, as I wrap up, just recapping on that, it's, what is a full moon? Any full moon is a culmination point. It is a point where the, the, the light of the full moon shines all of its glory, illuminating, you know, some area of our lives. Uh, the full, all the full moons, I was... Um, posting on social media earlier this week, with this full moon energy coming up, uh, just it was starting to come to my memory all the full moons so far this year, a lot of the full moons so far this year, the strawberry full moon of the Sagittarius in July, the the Capricorn uh, thunder moon right after that, or that was in June, July was the Capricorn one. Then we had the Aquarius blue moon, which was that second full moon in, in one month in July, okay? And then here in August, we're having the Pisces full moon. And so these full moons have shown us, even since we've been airing your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology, these full moons have clearly shown us that they will quick, fast, and in a hurry expose something, be it something you had already been kind of trying to figure out, find out, or something maybe out of the blue. <laughs> so uh, don't sleep on last week's episode with the full moon and Pisces horoscopes, and at least then you will have a general idea for more specific information about how the full moon in Pisces this coming Saturday, August 29th at 1.35 p.m. Central Standard Time is going to affect you. Don't hesitate to contact us here. Uh, Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook, Adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E at myastrologycoach.com to get me through there. Let me check on the lines real quick just to make sure no one has raised their hand before we move on into this week's. Okay, nope, I see everyone listening and hopefully taking notes. (laughs) So um, what we'll do is actually go ahead and jump on into this week now that I've kind of recapped a little bit about next week. Um, About this current week, we're going to jump into the week ahead, okay? Uh, We start the week off August 30th, Sunday, with the moon still in Pisces from the full moon on Saturday, okay? But at this point, the moon is waning. It already waxed full, and after the point of the full moon on Saturday, it begins to wane or decrease in size. Um, think You can think of that as it also favoring any activities that you want to decrease or release or let go of. Maybe the light of the full moon exposed some stuff you don't you no longer want to participate in or be a part of or deal with or put up with, okay? So then as of that time, 
and not a minute before it, okay, because the moon is waxing up until it's full. And then the moment after it's full, when it's exact on Saturday at 1.35 p.m. Um, Central Standard Time, then that's your green light. Whatever activities you, it's a good time to quit a habit starting next week. Next week's a good time a good time to just let go and release whatever no longer serves you, okay? So that's the energy we're starting the week in, okay? Um, that's as of the moon will have already been in Pisces. And like I kind of told you all last week, when the moon is in Pisces, it's a great time for uh, just mm, any intuitive endeavors. Like I said, with Pisces being ruled by Neptune, that energy is there for, you know, easy perceptibility, intuitiveness, um, sensitivity, compassion, imagination, and imaginative endeavors. It just is a really good time for it. Uh, boundaries and walls kind of come down. Like I told you, it's like this this veil, you know, that, that allows you to flow more easily between realms. So if you're into music, if you're into dance, it's just a great time to let go because there's nothing keeping you from expressing yourself to the highest degree when the moon is in Pisces and you're you have an artistic endeavor that you're undertaking, okay? Um, it's also kind of like emerging and blending energy Pisces is. So that's why, you know, deception comes up and lies and illusion because it is something to be watched for. It is something to be watched for when when we're on the heels of a, a, of a full moon in Pisces, no less. This is not just any moon in Pisces we're starting the week off with. We're starting the week off with the very energy of that full moon. So, you know, even though boundaries and walls come down when the moon is in Pisces, I won't say keep your guard up, but I will say, um, keep your eyes open and your ears open, okay? Um, mystical and spiritual pursuits, of course, are favorite. Any type of inward development, like I said, music and drama, um, going on a retreat, activities involving water. Neptune rules the oceans and the water, okay? So um, uh, that full moon that we're, we'll be on the hills of next week when the week starts, any type of water-based ritual, if you want to take you a spiritual bath that Saturday or Sunday, perfect time, perfect time. Um, take a spiritual bath to uh, even do a ritual, you know, with water. Uh, you can get creative. So, um, But anything involving water, going to uh, a, a lake or, or open body of water, nearby where you live and doing some sort of full moon ritual, uh, whether you, you know, write something on a piece of paper that you want to release and let go of and, and, and allow the positive, powerful, waning moon to aid and support you in releasing and letting go. The moon is working in concert at this point with whatever you want to release. So it's perfect. Um, and in and, and, and keeping with that Pisces energy, I mean, I like to really just lay it on thick when I, <laughs> you know, am doing something in concert with these cycles. So, you know, here we got the Pisces full moon and this Pisces moon energy that we start the week off with. How about go to the lake? That's Neptune on top, Pisces Neptune. On top of that, 
you know, uh, with, with, the, with it being the full moon, writing something on paper, either tearing it up and throwing it into the water, you know, uh, writing it on a piece of paper, putting it in a bottle and throwing the bottle in the water, anything kind of releasing and letting go, and then just using your imagination, throwing some more Pisces and Neptune energy on top of that, which can't hurt. It can only help. And maybe even imagining something with the bottle or the paper. I mean, get creative. That's what this Pisces energy is about. It's about whatever you can dream, you can have it. You can you can have it. And so, um, or you can not have it. If your dream is to release something or let go of it, you can be free from it. You can you can quit that bad habit. The the cosmos are ever in your favor. In those particular endeavors, especially right now coming up and here next week, okay? All right, so enough about the moon in Pisces uh, because as of Monday, August the 31st at 1.53 a.m. Central Standard Time, uh, the moon forms a trine to Saturn, and that's that last aspect before it goes void. Now, last week I introduced you all to the whole void concept in astrology, a void moon, and what it's good to do and not good to do during a void moon. And I'm trying to pull it up here. Yes, here it is. The very last aspect the moon makes before entering into a new sign, i.e., coming up here this week ahead, 1.53 a.m. Central Standard Time, the moon trines Saturn, okay? That's the last aspect the moon makes to any major planet, any major aspect, until it moves from Pisces, which I've been talking about, into Aries, the very last sign of the 12 signs into the very first sign of the 12 signs, okay? That last aspect it makes before it goes into a new sign is called a void of course, either void moon or void of course moon, you may see it referred to as, okay? The time span between that last aspect and when the moon moves into a new sign could be a few minutes, could be an hour, could be seven hours. It varies. But during that time, it is good for certain things and not good for others. Last week's episode includes all of the um, lists of things to do and not to do during a void moon, but I'll recap some of it here now. Uh, this particular void moon on Monday, August 31st, is going to last for one hour and 40 minutes. So it's not that long. It's in the wee hours of the morning. Most everybody will be asleep. But if you happen to be up between 1.53 a.m. and 3.33 a.m. for those hour and 40 minutes, Take heed. I'm going to mention some more void, of course, times throughout the, our week ahead. This is the first one, okay? So what I'm about to say for this is going to stand true for every other one I mention. I'm just letting you know the times so you'll know what, uh, you know what to do and what not to do during those time periods, at least energetically what it's good to do and not good to do. First of all, what is a void moon good for? What is it good to do during a void moon? Get rid of excess. Now look at that. In keeping, it's the perfect energy with the full moon letting go, releasing all of that. With it, the Pisces energy being the very last sign of the zodiac, so that's kind of the ending, letting go, uh, you know, culminating energy. It's perfect. 
and then the void moon. So, you know, if you really want to give some oomph <laughs> to this full moon, if you happen to do a ritual or something, maybe you'll pick the void, of course, moon time to do it this time around just because the void moon is good for getting rid of excess, number one. Uh, you got a lot. It's Virgo season anyway. <laughs> so it's all about that work and health and and the to-dos and the doing it yourself. So you got those extra clothes. The seasons are changing. You know, some summer clothes you know you're not going to wear next summer. Whatever it is, get rid of excess. It's a perfect time for it. Also, rest and sleep tends to be more peaceful during the void, of course, moons, okay? Um, social events with established friends and with family, okay, as opposed to new friends, people you're just now meeting. Um, if you meet somebody new <laughs> between the hours of, you know, 1 and 3 early on Monday morning, if you had a late Sunday night, just be mindful of that, that uh, you may want to, reconnect with them later, just make it quick, just get a number and keep it moving, or maybe skip getting the number. Um, editing, refining, and reviewing is good to do in a void moon. Anything that's already done, based, the gist of it is basically not to start anything new during a void moon. This particular time is in the wee hours morning. Sometimes it spans six, seven hours, and you're, it's, it's a lot of waking time. So you you can run the risk of doing some of these things. Also, it's a good time for taking stock, making to-do lists, and finding lost objects. You can you can more readily find a lost object during a void moon. And lastly, finishing up projects that have already been begun before the void moon. You can finish up things that you've started. You can continue working on things that you've started. It's not advisable to begin new things, uh, beginning new projects, launching a new business, starting a new job, don't do it, uh, making important large purchases, uh, items bought now may not even get used <laughs> or they may not turn out as expected, okay? Uh, job interviews, presentations of new ideas, don't do it during a void moon. Uh, and then, like I say, meeting new people with whom you want a long-term relationship. Just avoid it during a void moon. How about that? Avoid. <laughs> and so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, just quick and concise what to do, what not to do. Feel free to go back and listen to it, take notes. Uh, but that's happening early Monday. Now, after it's void, it enters Aries. And I think I said Aquarius earlier, but I'm an Aries. Um, it enters Aries at 3.33 in the morning, and you're going to wake up Monday raring to go. If you know anything about the Aries energy, it's head first, <laughs> you know, think later, head first. Head first, it's the ram, it's, you know, that ramming energy, it's it's a cardinal sign, so it's ready to pop off and initiate things on, on a moment's notice. Um, and it's and it's ruled by Mars, so it's driven and pa a, a driven and passionate energy. So, with that being said, uh, you definitely also want to note that 
with the moon being in Aries, this is going to affect our emotions, our habits, okay? And so the period of the day or two that it is in Aries will be kind of feeling emotionally direct and impulsive, possibly, okay? Uh, could also notice forceful and powerful feelings. Um, emotional beginnings kind of take place during um, the moon being in Aries, a fresh start kind of energy. Uh, maybe even estab- establishing new habit patterns. The moon rules our habits. And with Aries being a cardinal initiating kind of new first sign of the zodiac out of all the 12, it could be a good time to start a new habit while while that Full moon, releasing, waning, letting go energy is is coursing through that week. Here you have right at the beginning, uh, after every beginning is, is, after every ending is a beginning. After Pisces always comes Aries. After that 12th house always comes the first house again. Everything's a cycle and it always comes back around. So, that's what you're going to be feeling there with the week starting. When you wake up on Monday morning, it it may feel a little more new than a typical Monday morning because it's, you know, we're setting off a whole new um, zodiacal moon season, a whole new emotional zodiac season, okay? Um, so make sure any new habits you start are good ones because they're going to set the tone for quite some time. What you start here with the moon in Aries, you know, it's going to course through all the way through to Pisces again. Uh, we're definitely just going to be feeling a strong motivation to start fresh, a gut, in, gut instinct to start something new, um, and and then the physicality to probably do so. Uh, Aries is, like I said, rules by Mars that don't need no invitation uh, for drive and passion. Um, it's a pioneering sign, so we may feel like doing something we may have never even done before. We're going to feel energetic, enthusiastic, spontaneous, but we could also be a little tactless and impulsive, okay? Like I said, popping off and ramming into things, um, you know, on impulse, on emotional impulse. So with if you have a buildup of any excess energy here starting the week, next week, Channel it into some physical activity. Mars wants to do something, okay? And instead of ramming into somebody with your impulsiveness or tactlessness, uh, you can definitely channel that into a physical activity and get some a good return on that emotional investment, okay? Um, any quick actions that yield immediate results are favored. If you can do something and make a quick turnaround on it, that's favored. Um, Any undertakings that involve you, yourself, and your personality, Aries uh, Aries rules the first house, Um, and so that's the self as opposed to the seventh house, which is others. It's the self, and it's everything that involves you and your personality. So anything involving yourself is going to be favored under the moon in Aries as well. Uh, what could um, pose a problem is that staying power may be lacking. Aries is always ready to make a move. Yes, we're going to be feeling this fresh energy, ready to go. Um, and whatever we initiate, it it is going to have reverberations. But 
that dry, that be aware that when the moon moves out of Aries, it's only going to be there a day or two. When it moves out of Aries, this, that staying power may be a little lacking in things that we took initiative in when the moon is in Aries, okay? So just keep that in mind and don't overshoot it. Like I said, if you're feeling excessively energetic during the first part of the week, plan now, Monday, Tuesday, see when it gets out of Aries. But, yeah, plan now to channel that into a a physical endeavor. Plan now to go to the gym on Monday and Tuesday. If you're not going to go anymore during the week, um, it moves. It doesn't move into Taurus until Wednesday. So yeah, Monday and Tuesday, take charge in that Aries way to make sure that you expend the energy effectively and in the highest vibration possible. Okay, let's move on. That same day, Monday, August the thirty first, the Sun opposes Neptune. That evening, actually, 10.38 p.m. Central Standard Time. The sun will, is in Virgo, and it's opposing Neptune in Pisces, okay? So it's like a full moon. Just replace the moon with Neptune, <laughs> which, like I told you all, when the full moon comes, uh, the moon will be pretty conjunct and close to Neptune anyway. So this is that transit of sun opposition Neptune that... Uh, that actually doesn't precede the full moon. It comes uh, right after. So it's going to be exactly opposite the sun there on Monday. The full moon's on the Saturday before that. So just a couple days later. This is a shift, an energy shifting uh, kind of aspect of sun opposition, Neptune. Uh, We just spoke a lot about Neptune and the Pisces energy. The sun being in Virgo, I, I kind of recap that energy of just the detail-orientedness. That's what Virgo's sun in Virgo is really. If you're a person who tends to miss the details or skim, this time is really calling us to ground out and hone in on the details, okay? Uh, let's see. Now, on an astronomical level, uh, what's happening here with the sun op Neptune is the Earth is actually passing right in between them on its orbit. So on its orbit, it's passing right in between the sun on one side, and this energy is good for creativity because sun is definitely, sun rules Leo. Leo is really creative already. But then you throw Neptune in the mix and you've got these higher elevations of what I said earlier, the artistic expressions and everything. So it's good for creativity, but relationships during this time can be a little confusing, okay? Um, Watch out, be on the lookout for con artists. Okay, it's a with these alignments, you can pull on the negative energy of it or the positive higher energy of it, and that's obviously a lower one. So just be aware. Um, Sun opposition Neptune is kind of a lower energy, uh, kind of muddled and dreamy. It's not really this excitable, it's kind of a lower energy that you'll notice. 
uh, and it kind of gives the the week a little bit of a lackluster start. I mean, you start out with with the uh, moon in Aries, but then with the sun op Neptune that night, it may quickly kind of fall on you. So just be aware of that and watch your energy. If it's feeling a little low, muddled, dreamy, make make Monday night, you know, early early to bed night, and just you know sleep it off or into it, like I say, on the on the aspect of um, artistic endeavors, okay? Either way, you're winning. Either way, you're utilizing the energy in its higher expression. Uh, this happens pretty much like once a year, the sun op- opposing Neptune. And so, like I said, with it being a lackluster kind of lower energy, if you can afford to take the day off, Take Monday off. Okay, it's on the heels of a full moon that already might have, you know, shook you real good. And then, you know, there's this rare and go moon and Aries energy on top of that. And then for some, that's what I'm saying, for some, the sun, op, Neptune, op as an opposition, Neptune energy, it really may, it could potentially you know, be a a doozy for you. So if you can, take the day off. The moon is waning. You know, the energy is kind of releasing and letting go. Uh, You could stay home and clean the house. The sun is still in Virgo. (laughs) And the moon will still be in Aries. You're probably not going to feel like sitting down. But take the day off and tend to something that that makes you feel better if that is what it's called for, okay? Um, Sometimes with these energies, people can mistake it for being depressed and really think they're depressed, but it's just a general kind of low energy. There's so much going on. So I'm just giving y'all a heads up about that particular one, Uh, writing poetry or songs during this time could be a useful activity on that day. If you take off, if you take off early, go in late, um, any for kind of photography or video is favored on that day. Tap in. That's Neptune all day. So tap in. If you, ta- if you tap into the higher expressions of it, you don't have to worry so much about the lower expressions of it manifesting. If you're tapping into, you know, your poetry, you haven't written a poem in so long. I wrote a poem the other week. <laughs> I hadn't written one in so long. Or a song. A song could just come to you, write it down. Then you're not so worried about the lower expressions like deception, being deceived and lied to and, and, and you know, false these illusions. Uh, get it? That's why we're getting a week ahead. So we can not only get ahead of the energy just so we'll know and we can tell people oh, what we know ahead of time, but that we ourselves can place our intentions in that moment. I can intend right now. Then next Monday, I want next Monday. I want I want to make sure next Monday that I tap into you know my artistic side, whatever way. Obviously, I would get really specific about it, and just intend that for a specific time. When y'all when y'all really start digging in and learn about these planetary hours, you know, pick Monday in the in the. Uh, 
you know, in the moon hours, since it was a Pisces full moon, that's the Neptune energy. Uh, Neptune is the outer traveling planet, so I don't, I've not seen that it has its own hour of the day that it governs. But Neptune is a higher octave of Venus, so in the Venus hour on on the, you know, on next Monday, do something high high vibrational that's intention is born out of this kind of information that I'm bringing to y'all that you can access anywhere online. Uh, Well, I won't say anywhere, but there's a lot of places online where you can find out the very information I'm bringing to you. Now, it's not going to expound on it like I'm expounding to you. It'll just probably list the aspects of, you know, whatever given day. But that's why I'm bringing you the information the way that I am because I'm packing it with info that you can use to stay on top of these energies and not let them start like you, okay? So y'all just got a good taste of sun off Neptune. I will end it on this note that communication problems could be exacerbated, okay, by that opposition. It's going to be really easy to misread people and situations under this alignment, okay? But on the other hand, for those who live and love deeply, that's Neptune all day. Uh, some of your dreams are on the verge of coming true. Like I say, you tap into that higher expression of Neptune, you don't have to worry about uh, the misreading of people and all that, the exacerbated communication problems, okay? All right, we're going to roll right into that very next day on Tuesday, September the 1st, The one of the alignments of all alignments, <laughs> Venus conjunct Mars, is happening at 12.04 a.m. Central Standard Time in Leo. They're conjuncting in Leo at 14 degrees. That's the second deacon, okay? I've mentioned deacons here for a few shows, and so if you missed it, deacons, every sign has... 30 degrees, okay, Um, and each set of 10 degrees is a deacon. There are three sets of 10 in one sign. The first 10 degrees is the first deacon or decanate. The second 10 through that, that would be the first 10 is degree 0 through 10. The second 10 is degree 11 through 20. And the and the third degree is 21 through what would be 30, but really starts the next sign, okay? These deacons or degrees also represent dates. Uh, there are three sets of dates within a particular zodiac sign that you would have been born in that expresses very different energy one from another. Um, I'll have to break down everything with that at a later time. Uh, I've got some horoscopes I want to share with y'all for this Venus-Mars conjunction after I give you a little bit of info on it, okay? And so, um, but with different um, deacons being governed by different energies, I will eventually expound on the fact that that first 10 degrees is going to be your cardinal energy of that particular sign. Let's just be it Aries. That's a cardinal sign already. So you're in the cardinal deacon or decanate of a cardinal sign. That second decanate is the uh, fixed portion of that sign. 
So you would have a fixed Aries energy if you're born within those set of dates or degrees. And then that last deacon or 10 degrees of 30 degrees is going to be the mutable expression. It would be a mutable energy of the uh, Aries cardinal energy, okay? That's why you can have an Aries that expresses differently from another Aries you may meet, okay? Not only that, but obviously everybody's chart is going to be different. And just because the sun is in a particular sign, uh, it doesn't mean that you've got a whole remainder of your chart to contend with, not just the sun sign, okay? So y'all will see how that plays out here in a second when I do the horoscopes. But for right now, let me just familiarize you with this Venus conjunct Mars because it really is something special. And if you thought (laughs) Venus conjunct Jupiter was special or any of these new and full moons, the Venus conjunct Mars really does rival it because it's just, they go together anyway. Venus is, you know... Uh, the the female goddess energy, Mars is the you know the warrior energy. That it's it's prime environment astrologically and energetic passion, love, um, excitement. Let me get go ahead and get into it. Now Venus is still retrograde, okay, and it's retrograding back to meet up with Mars as of next. Tuesday in the wee hours of the morning, it'll be exact. And so it's in Leo. They they've met up in Leo, and you know we're in Virgo season now. But if you recall the Leo energy, Leo's model motto is "I will, therefore I am." So as I'm explaining the Venus conjunct Mars energy, keep that kind of thing in mind when you're thinking about the intentions that you're going to set for next Tuesday and leading up to it um, to make the best use out of this energy. This isn't one you want to miss, (laughs) okay? Pay attention. Leo. Leo represents royalty in the zodiac, extravagance, generosity, thoughtfulness, um, it governs the fifth house of pleasurable activities, fun, romance, dating, so recreation, um, procreation, <laughs> leisure, hobbies, games, sports, creativity, artistic pursuits, acting, drama, theater, sensuality, parenthood. So this is the the environment that Venus and Mars are lining up in, okay? Um the Leo energy rules the heart, it rules the spine, the sides of the body, and the upper back. I'm, I'm hooking y'all up here <laughs> because I'm telling you things that the, the environment that this alignment is favoring so you'll know what direction to go in. Um, Leo character traits, some of them are kindness, tolerance, loyalty, um, once again, generosity, hospitality, chivalry, hope, magnetism, inspiration, fearlessness. You ever met a scary lion? Probably not. (laughs) So that's the, the Leo lion energy that Mars and 
um, Venus are hooking up in. Now, let me tip you to this before I read the horoscope so you can already have an idea of how it's going to affect you. The Leo energy trine forms an easy relationship with Sagittarius and Aries because they're all the same. Um, They're all fire. You got fire, air, water, and earth, okay? And Leo is is compatible with Sagittarius and Aries because it forms a trine, a harmonic energy with it. So with this Venus-Mars alignment happening in Leo, and of course all Leos, are going to, it'll be good, even if it's not like, you know, new relationship, if you're already in a relationship and, you know, can see the passion return or or heighten, it's going to be something good, especially if you're tapping into it intentionally on the front end. Uh, Leo also forms a sextile, which is a lesser harmonic than the trine, but a harmonic nonetheless, a divine opportunity nonetheless with Gemini and Libra. So already, if you got sun or rising sign in Sagittarius or Aries, other fire signs to Leo, or Gemini and Libra, you'll notice here when I read these horoscopes that they're a little more, this alignment's a little friendlier to those signs, okay? Leo squares or is challenged by Taurus and Scorpio. So if you have a sun sign arising Taurus or Scorpio, you may notice when I read your horoscope that it pretends more about the challenging uh, aspects that you may face during such a blissful alignment, which that's what I've kind of been telling y'all over these, you know, course of these shows is that these transits affect everybody differently. That's why you got to know your chart. That's why you got to know your date of birth. And that's why you got to plug in with Mama Dada Astrology and we can hook you up and help you out, okay, and get you well on the road to mastering your destiny, utilizing the powerful tool of astrology. I'll also mention that Aquarius opposes Leo. It's the opposite sign. So it's it's either going to manifest for Aquarius, um, this is Venus-Mars energy here in Leo, as a perfect balance or more like a tug of war. And that depends on the Aquarius or the Aquarius rising and what they choose to do about being proactive. So... Mars is definitely going to have a profound effect on any relationship, okay? It is, at least it has the potential to, a very strong, powerful, leonine, you know, potential. Um, it gives this really perfect mix of love and lust. You know, Venus is more the love and Mars is more the lust. And the combination of the energies absolutely makes us feel and look more attractive. When you feel like, when you feel more attractive and you look more attractive, you will be more attractive and magnetic, just like the Leo energy um, supports, even more so with this alignment on its own, but then this alignment in that Leo energy even more so, okay? So everybody probably going to be feeling themselves a little bit, or at least most of us. And that's just going to uh, be this perfect environment for uh, profound things to happen on the relationship front for for a lot of us. Um, There's a trine to Uranus going on around this time uh, with Venus and Mars. 
And so uh, the electricity of Uranus could ease it, could find its way into these uh, Venus conjunct Mars situations or energy uh, that affects the scenarios we find ourselves in. Uh, anticipation, intuition. Uranus is like lightning. When you, when I think of Uranus, I think lightning, like flashes of insight and intuition and, and sparks. So uh, that could apply to love relationships begun or re-energize and reigniting maybe a spark within a relationship. These are things. These are just things. Energies you can look for and pick up on. Uh, I said it's Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday the first. This the it, it's exact at twelve oh four a.m. So I would be looking for this around Monday, or you know it, give or take a day. Like I say, when it's these major ones, when it's a moon transit, you can give or take like an hour and a half. But when it's these um, larger transiting planets like Venus and Mars, I say give or take a day, okay? So you can be looking out for this as early as Monday and as late as Wednesday. Um, Passion and excitement are word, key words, you know, that describe this transit. So it's a really good one. Uh, Social relations are impassioned, perhaps demanding and combative though okay mars mars is bringing the lust <laughs> but mars could potentially if you're not aware and vibrating high mars could also bringing the violence and the aggression the combativeness and the demandingness okay so uh, once again with mars give it an outlet give it a physical outlet have you some good passionate sex next week? How about that <laughs> for, you know, a high vibrational manifestation of this energy? Let's just keep it real. This is a great energy to have some good look. And, it, and it's in Leo, so you can put it on stage and put a spotlight on it, you know, maybe throw it up on the Internet. I don't know how you get up or get down, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's favored during this time, however you want to manifest. <laughs> It in its highest vibration, okay? Um, you, you also could be equally, you take that same kundalini energy, you take that same chi energy, you take that same sexual energy, life force energy, and if you're not in a position where you can have, you know, mind-altering, life-elevating, <laughs> you know, passionate love-making session with someone, then Get that out in a creative or artistic pursuit. It wants to come out. Yeah, you could go, you know, jog around the park. Um, you could, uh, you know, go to a boxing class and really get it physically out that way. But if you physically did something creative and artistic, like maybe went to a pottery class with, you know, someone, or if you're single, you could have a really passionate I'm telling y'all, Uranus is in on this too. Uranus is unexpected and sudden events. It's electric and 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 sparks, you know. So following that creative or artistic drive, letting the Mars passion drive you in that direction. If you're not able to manifest it on a sexual level, um, or, or at least on a physical level, sexually with a partner, I would definitely advise getting it out that way. Uh, we have a divine opportunity to express our needs, 
our passions, our desires now in very effective ways. Leo is a fire sign, so um, it, it definitely is bringing, uh, adding uh, passion to an already passionate aspect. So get it out. Don't, don't, whatever you do, don't hold it in. Uh, but don't uh, manifest it in a lower way if you can help it either. Um, Venus can often soften Mars's aggressiveness, so I don't want to scare you, you know, with all the drive and the passion and the power. But Mars also can can make Venus's romantic impulses more forceful and pressing. So it's also, you know, this mixing violence with with sexual with you know sex and love. Uh, there's potential for you know some really low vibrational things to take place. So just if you if you ain't vibing high all week, late Monday through early Wednesday, try to vibe as high as you can and get the most bang for your buck. I'm about to get into these horoscopes for it so you can really begin to see what I'm talking about, okay? And then I'll check back on the line when I'm done, just see if anybody has any questions, want to add anything, or hook up with me um, later on after the show. Uh, Venus conjunct Mars also increases our desire for intimate relations. Um, we're driven by an intense need for sexual satisfaction uh, and be- can become very direct in searching for a mating partner. The primal urge to reproduce is um, is not so raw and aggressive as to make others feel uncomfortable. Uh, we're more tender and sens- our more tender and sensual side dominates, increasing our chance of finding romance during this time. Um, this complements our raw passion and sex appeal to make us highly attractive to our partner or potential partner. Increased charisma and popularity makes socializing more enjoyable and exciting. And this is just an ideal time for both romance and making new friends. It's an excellent time to host a party or celebration. Um, and then, uh, you know, with Venus kind of softening the Mar- the Martian energy, uh, routine work, even routine work that we do around this time should be more enjoyable. That same sexual energy, y'all, it drives it, it 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 doesn't only drive us to reproduce, although it does. It doesn't only drive us to have you know all the wildest, best, crazy, fulfilling sex we can have, although it does. But it also um, it it really drives us creatively. That's why it makes us want to have sex so we can create a baby. But every time we have sex, we don't want to create a baby. So we should do something else creative with it so as not to lose the power potential in such a a, a gift of a life force energy. That's a powerful energy when you're aroused and stimulated and excited and and passionate and passioned. You know, um I don't want to get too, <laughs> I would say, like, you know, as opposed to wasting it or spilling that energy, uh, cultivating and honing in on that energy through a creative or artistic pursuit is all that, you know, most uh, 
most astrologers probably will tell you to. Okay, let's hop into these horoscopes, finish out the week strong here with, um, I think, just a couple of more aspects, and then open up the line if there's any questions. All right, everybody doesn't have a horoscope for the Venus-Mars alignment because it's, I told you all, it's happening at 14 degrees. So out of all those deacons I named from 0 to um, zero to 10, 11 to 20, and uh, 21 to, this one falls in the 11 to 21. That's the second deacon of Leo that Venus and Mars are conjuncting. If your sun is in, within 11 to 20 degrees, this is this is powerfully going to affect you. If your rising sign is within those degrees, this is powerfully going to affect you, this alignment. And so I have the horoscopes that break down the deacons. Every sign is not covered. Every deacon is not covered. But the signs and deacons that are, here you go. For those Aries born in Deacon 3 from April the 10th to April the 19th, both the Venus and Mars transits will make you feel and look more attractive. Increased charisma and popularity will add spice to existing relationships and increase the chance of new romance. Okay, good for you, Deacon 3 Aries. Deacon 2 Taurus, those born May 1st to May 10th, the most challenging time of the whole month comes during the Venus-Mars alignment. Okay, Taurus, you are one of the signs I refer to, be it your sun or your rising in the second deacon of um, Taurus, just be be aware that this is going to be a challenging time for you, okay? From starting from August the 30th, I gave you all that range, uh, the, the horoscopes, uh, these are from astrologyking.com, I believe. Uh, they reference a bit wider of a range instead of just that day before. It's on the um, the 1st, so instead of just the day before the 31st and the day after the 2nd, they're including one additional day on each side. So between August 30th and September the 3rd, this for you, Deacon 2 Taurus is born May 10th, is going to be the most challenging time of the month. Venus retrograde does end on the 6th, dear Tauruses, to kind of help remove some of the complications you may be experiencing in relationships and with your finances. So for you, Taurus, first of all, Taurus is ruled by Venus. So I know this Venus retrograde been a little hard on you, Tauruses, and especially for those born in Deacon 2, just take, you know, take heart and be comforted that your ruling planet, especially if you're a Taurus rising, Venus rules your entire chart. So after the 6th, it, it, it should help ease some of those complications you've been experiencing with your love and your money, okay? Moving on, Deacon 2 Geminis, and I didn't get the dates for Deacon 2. How did I not do that? Deacon 2 Geminis. <laughs> I wish I could get it real quick. But I, what I will do is I will just add a note into the episode information. How about that? So you can easily reference it. But if you know that your son is in the um, second deacon or the second set of 10 degrees within the sign of Gemini uh, from degree 11 to 20, I'm talking about you right now. 
And for you, Deacon to Gemini's, the best days of the month and the best time for romance is during this Venus-Mars alignment, okay? You got 30th to, which is right after the full moon, to September 3rd. So you, Deacon to Gemini's, you get to start off this full moon season with the the best time of the month for you for romance with this alignment. And then um, with Mars trining Uranus right there uh, from September 5th to 10th, it will also, uh, Deacon 2 Gemini's, present another fine opportunity for exciting adventures. Okay, so that sounds really good for y'all. Deacon 2 Leo is born August 3rd to 12th. You will be feeling and looking your best. This is going on right in your little home, in your deacon. So you're going to be feeling and looking your best. You can expect a lot of interest and activity in your intimate relationships. The prime time for romance this month comes during this alignment, August 30th to September 3rd, and existing relationships will enjoy a burst of passion. This is also an excellent time, one of the best times for falling in love with the ideal partner, Lucky Leo's in Deacon 2. <laughs> Deacon 2 Libras, those born October 3rd to the 12th. The passion and sex drive of late August also continues with Mars sextile your deacon from August the 23rd to September 10th. So it covers the time frame of the Venus-Mars alignment, that Mars is also sextiling your deacon. This is good. Um, it, it, it passion in the sex drive. So then you got the Venus-Mars alignment. I'm talking to Deacon 2 Libras born August 3rd to 12th. The Venus-Mars alignment happening directly in the middle of that range of dates where you're already, you know, passionate and high sex drive. Uh, but during the time of the Mars-Venus alignment, uh, romance will have its most profound effect on you during this time. Even though it's not your last chance for heated romantic encounters, it will be the best of the month for finding new love and reinvigorating an existing relationship. Scorpio. Scorpio, just like Taurus, just take heed, okay? The combined negative, um, and it's Deacon 2 Scorpios born from November the 2nd to the 11th. Um, the combined negative influence of these relationship planets adds much stress to your love life, actually, okay? Especially if there are any underlying problems. In order to maintain some semblance of harmony, you will need to make an extra effort to show more affection and be patient with loved ones, okay? This becomes most critical during the Venus-Mars alignment. Watch out from August 30th to September 3rd. These are critical dates where you need to put in extra effort to show more affection and be patient with your loved ones so you can maintain some semblance of harmony, okay? I know it sounds tough, Deacon 2 Scorpios, but you can do it. A week, being a, a week ahead, setting your intentions, the vibe high, we know you can do it. And here at Mama and Daughter Astrology, we're here to help. Don't hesitate to contact us. We can get real specific um, Deacon 2 Scorpios on what transits are going on to your personal planets and points, and that may really give you some insight into how you can more fluidly maneuver through these critical dates, okay? 
Deacon to Sagittarius. The Venus-Mars alignment from August 30th to September 3rd is the ultimate union of love and sex. Your passionate desires should skyrocket, and your popularity and super attractiveness will be hard to ignore. Besides the obvious advantage for existing relationships and finding new romance, this conjunction is ideal for initiating creative projects. That's Deacon 2 Sagittarius, and I didn't get the dates on that one either, y'all. Sorry about that. But if you know that your son is in Sagittarius between the degrees of 11 and 20, I'm talking to you, or you're rising, you're Sagittarius rising with those covering those degrees. Sagittarius Deacon 3, those born December 12th through 21, um, you too should get a nice boost to your love life. Um, you're close enough um, in, in Deacon to Deacon 2 Sagittarius and this particular alignment that you should get some fr- uh, friendly influences from Venus and Mars during this time too, okay? may not be so profound, but uh, be on the lookout for it because the energy is there as well for you. And lastly, Aquarius Deacon 2, those born January 30th to February 8th. The effect of Mars means that you must contend with differences in sex drive or levels of physical attraction. All right, Uh, Aquarius, this energy going on in Leo with Venus and Mars is directly opposite you. You, It's it's in opposition to you. So once again, with the opposition, it's either going to be the perfect balance or it's going to be a tug of war. It's up to you. Um, In other areas of your life, Aquarius, Deacon 2, anger or violence may result from seemingly minor irritation. We're talking about opposition here, okay? And and others. When you're talking about opposition, it's others-oriented. So all my Aquarius, Deacon 2s, those born January 30th to February 8th or have a rising sign in the second Deacon, of Aquarius, uh, this is going to be a critical time, a critical time to show patience and extra care for loved ones, okay? Uh, This represents a climax for you in frustration or resentment in your love life. This is not a joke. It's not a game. Mars is involved. Don't play. Yes, Venus is there kind of softening the Martian blow. Um, uh, but the the energy and the potential still there, and you you Aquarius are dealing with it from an oppositional perspective, unlike any other sign. So just keep that in mind, okay? I don't want to scare my Aquariuses, and feel free to contact me if you have any more detailed questions. But um, gotta shoot it to you straight and keep y'all informed, okay? I'm gonna check in on the line. Oh my gosh, we have a full house today. I love it. <laughs> but everyone's just listening attentively. I guess it's getting good. Like last, it's well. I guess it is really good. Like last week, because we had a similar kind of setup going on. So thank you, thank you, thank y'all for. Just sticking in here with me. I've never hosted a radio show before, but I really love astrology. It loves me. I love consulting with people and 
and helping them. Um, I mean, astrology really does cover every aspect and area of life. I have to get the title of the show, but in one of the shows, I went through the whole wheel and what each um, house of the 12 houses covered, and you could clearly see I'm covering everything in the first house, starting from the self, going on to the second house and your money, and the third house in your neighborhood, and, you know, your the, well, commerce and business and skills. Fourth house, your family, your home, your residence. Fifth house, your, you know, romance and, and dating and children and creativity and fun. And then sixth house, you got the work and uh, work and health. And seventh house, partnerships, business partnerships and, and relationships. Eighth house, you got, um, you know, other people's money, inheritance, finances, other people's finances and um uh, a really a deep sharing intimate transformational house then you got in ninth house you have you know religion and and higher education and exploration of faraway places long distance travel uh as opposed to third house is local travel um you've got tenth house which you know rules career and the parent and the father and uh you know a public responsibility uh, then you move over into the 11th, and then you have, you know, X's and <laughs> hopes, wishes, and dreams and technology and groups of people that you associate with. And then you roll on over and round it out in the 12th with the spirituality and the, you know, the kind of the, the house of confinement that rules hospitals and, you know, jails and um you know, just solitude and time to yourself and kind of being hidden away. So you run in the gamut with astrology. It's not really this, um, uh, what do you call it, compartmentalized ideology, you know, religious thing. It's, it's very measurable. It, it It's very exact. Um, and obviously... It, it's very spiritual, and so that's what we're here for, just to bridge that kind of gap. A lot of people have religious backgrounds and not really quite sure what to make of it all. And um, for next week, after this powerful Venus-Mars alignment um, that's happening early Tuesday morning at 12.04 a.m. Central Standard Time. Then we have that night at 11.37 p.m. Central Standard Time, the moon conjuncts Uranus, and it's that last aspect that takes it into the void, of course, moon until uh, early Wednesday morning at 4 when the moon goes into earthy Taurus. There's another earth sign for us. Uh, to kind of ground out a lot of this Virgo energy and express that. So between 11.37 p.m. Central Standard Time on Tuesday and 4 a.m. on Wednesday, it's void, of course. That covers four hours and 25 minutes. Once again, it is pretty much overnight. We've already gone through the what to do's and what not to do's during the void, of course, moon. So just refer to that and, you know, behave accordingly for your own good. <laughs> and then, uh, like I say, Wednesday early morning, the moon's going into Taurus. Now, the moon being in Taurus gives us a feeling of kind of being at peace, 
and stable. It's like I said, it's a real grounded, earthy energy, uh, but it affects our emotions in that way. It grounds out our emotions. It brings peace and stability to our emotions and our habits, okay? And um, stability and kind of permanence that the moon and Taurus brings actually for those these um those couple of days is going to satisfy an emotional need, okay? Taurus is ruled by Venus, the planet of love and money, um, and, and art. It also rules art. And so music could likely play a more important role than usual. It may be something that, it, it may be something that satisfies a deep emotional need. Uh, if you're an Aquarius, coming up off this uh, Venus-Mars alignment and it didn't quite go so well for you, you know, maybe the music there in the day um, right after that is going to be something that could really bring that peace and stability to your emotional self that you need to reeling from or recovering from something potentially. Um, I'm just using that as an example. Uh, also Taurus, like I say, it's ruled by Venus, that's love and that's money. So um, also getting money <laughs> could satisfy an emotional need or a deep yearning uh, to be free from wanting. It, it may cause you to ground it out like Taurus is, earthy, grounding, and go ahead and get some money going uh, in some kind of way to make you feel better. Uh, when, also when the moon is in Taurus, we're motivated by a desire for serenity, like I said, peace, security, and comfort. That's the major theme. And and the moon is really at home in Taurus. It's its most actually it's most at home in Cancer. But it's a, another really good home for Tor, um for the moon in Taurus, being it's it, at its most sensual and constant in that sign, okay? Um, our basic impulses during this time is going to be to relax, peaceful, comfort, to resist change, and to kind of stop and smell the roses. Life slows down a little, and we get kind of comfortable when the moon's in Taurus. Um, we could also be inclined to some of the typical Taurus, you know, behavior um, also, which is can be stubbornness and kind of being materialistic. Uh, let's see. Anything that's going to yield solid, you know, tangible results is good to do during uh, the moon in Taurus. Anything dealing with money, of course, any financial activities is going to be good. Making a budget, redoing a budget, anything with money. Uh, and those, uh, any activities involving your personal possessions any activity involving your personal possessions. Um, applying for a loan is favored. Beginning a potentially long-term relationship is favored under a Taurus moon. And once again, music, anything artistic, home decorating, going to be good to do. It's kind of quiet on Wednesday, nothing really going on um, after the moon moves into Taurus, nothing really going on Thursday uh, to just majorly note. And then Friday, I would say there's nothing really going on except that it, uh, the moon changes signs again. So 
uh, Friday, early in the morning, 520, the moon opposes Saturn. It puts it in the void, of course, for an hour and a half, an hour and 28 minutes. And then um, later on, early that morning at 648 a.m. on Friday, the moon does move into Gemini. Okay, so it was in Taurus. For an hour and a half, goes into Gemini, an air sign. It rules the third house. So this is what you can kind of look out for with that. Um, it's going to be a time of emotional change. Uh, you can feel easily feel two ways at once uh, without getting too deep into either polarity when the moon is in Gemini. Gemini is uh, ruled by Mercury. Mercury moves pretty fast. <laughs> Mercury is kind of a jack-of-all-trades kind of energy. So that's why when it when you combine that with the moon, which is responsible for um, you know our emotions and habits, then you could see how you could feel easily feel multiple ways at once without getting too deep. It's it's a, sh- a more shallow energy um, habits are in a cycle of change, so you can apply that same kind of changeability. Uh, of Gemini to our emotions as well as our habits. So they can be, you know, varying our habits. Um, A variety variety tends to satisfy a deep inner need or an emotional need. And being on the go and keeping a finger to the winds of change kind of make you feel more in touch and comfortable. Um, learning and communicating, which is Gemini ruled, uh, definitely scratches an instinctive itch while the moon's in Gemini as well. Um, under a Gemini moon, our basic instinct is to communicate, to think, and to learn, okay? We're motivated by that desire for variety and by an instinctive curiosity. The Gemini moon is really lighthearted, it's curious and breezy, but it can also be fickle and restless. Generally favored under the Gemini moon are any kind of mental and communicative actions, any kind of (laughs) doing more than one activity at a time, maybe, you know, talking on the phone and cooking, you know, having a conference call while you're cooking or whatever, Um, any of that is favored. Reading, learning, letters, emails, errands, writing, teaching, making connections, and short trips, all favorable to the Gemini moon. So with that, while the moon is in Gemini, we do have the very next day, Saturday, a third quarter moon at 4.54 a.m. Central Standard Time, when the moon is in the third quarter phase, that means it has 90 degrees left before it's a new moon again. We got the full moon that I talked about earlier this week on Saturday the 29th, and then it'll be waning or decreasing. And then here in the week ahead that I'm referring to, uh, well, almost exactly a week later, it's a third quarter moon in Gemini, okay? Now, that third quarter moon phase is a time of action, a time of action. But the action that it's time for 
is more of a reviewing nature, a planning nature, receiving, closing, sorting, storing, reaping, okay? Um, most of the suitable activities right ne- at, at, during the third quarter moon include paying debts off, asking for money owed to you, giving rewards or receiving rewards, making evaluations, taking inventory, tying up loose ends, dealing with people and matters from the past, contacting people from the past, dealing with endings, acting with wisdom and maturity, and letting go if necessary. This is an accountable time when following the rules is the most appropriate, okay? The third, the, that's that last quarter moon before a new moon when, we, when we're setting new intentions, new goals, you know, writing stuff down, new um, things that we want to do over the course of that next two weeks after a new moon or the next six months after a, a new moon. And we're coming off the heels with this third quarter moon, off the heels of a full moon when the moon starts to wane or decrease. And so it's still going to be a good time, just like I said with the full moon in Pisces, quarter moon in Gemini. Now it's under a different energy. It's not Pisces energy, but it's Gemini energy. And it's still, be it Pisces or Gemini, it's still a very mutable energy, a very flexible energy. And it really is going to be a good time to continue on with what you started at the full moon and check in. How are you doing letting go? How are you doing releasing? How are you doing like tying up loose ends, letting go, acting with wisdom and maturity? It's a check-in point from the full moon before you get to the new moon, okay? Uh, You know, checking up on your money, asking about your money uh, if someone owes you something. Uh, Somebody may be asking you about some money if you owe them. So all of this is in line with um, the third quarter moon energy, and and that's what it's going to be asking you to do uh, next Saturday, September the 5th at 4.54 a.m., obviously, give or take um, about a day on that. And lastly, the last aspect we're going to be talking about this week, and I'll check back in on the lines before I, I, I let everybody go, but... Um, there is a Sun trine Pluto alignment going on next Saturday as well. This will be going on much later in the evening at 6.10 p.m. Central Standard Time. And it really is an energy that uh, Pluto is, is really a very powerful planet, and it represents power. It's the planet of power. It's the planet of transformation. It's the planet of death and rebirth. That's pretty powerful to 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 die and be reborn, to end something in one phase and start up in a whole nother phase like a, 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 a caterpillar to a butterfly. It'll never be a caterpillar again. It's completely different. So that's the, the energy Pluto's bringing, that change for real and that power for real, the power to change and transform. So with that, um, uh, the sun trining Pluto, trine being a harmonious, kind of easy, effortless energy, um, that's exactly what 
we need at that time. We're coming off the hills of a full moon. I just told y'all the day, um, that same day we're doing a third quarter moon, we'll be experiencing a third quarter moon, which is checking on that full moon. And so we're going to get a real good boost and umph, and you may already be feeling it at the time of the third quarter moon, but just getting getting everything back together, getting back on top, getting back in the driver's seat behind the wheel and taking charge of our lives again, okay? If you don't know, contact me, Adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, at myastrologycoach.mamadataastrology on Facebook, Mamadata Astro on Twitter. Uh, and we can see directly in your natal chart where this alignment is going to be affecting you and where you can most easily get back in the driver's seat and take back your power in your life and really, uh, you know, over understand where it's happening in your chart and where you can expect to see those results most easily based on where the energy is naturally occurring for you anyway, okay? We can help you with that. We can help you identify that. Um, During this time, your biological urges are going to be really powerful. Um, Enjoy those feelings. Learn from them and trust that all is in order. Um, That was about, let's see. That was all I had this week. There's so much going on in the weeks coming that, I mean, this, it's it's not really, I won't call it the week ahead that we just covered a slow week, but in comparison to a lot of the weeks before and a lot of the power-packed aspects that are going on um, here in the coming week, it it's it, the week we just covered, it really sounds good <laughs> and powerful and really a point of transition and change for us to get on top, get on top in our feelings. We're starting a new uh, moon cycle, get on top in our passions. I mean, the energy is there. Wherever, However we want to take it, wherever we want to take it, we can take it. And then with the um, third quarter moon, you know, checking on us. So it, it's I, the Leo King on YouTube, you know, he does the the energy meter, whether it's like extreme energy or kind of moderate energy. And so I would put this week ahead kind of in between moderate and extreme. Not so extreme, but definitely not a week to skip out on or miss. You, yeah, to, have, to have no knowledge of what's coming ahead next week is really going to price you ahead of the game if you are paying attention and being intentional. So with that being said, let me double-check the lines, and we're going to wrap up today's show, okay? Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for the emails. Thank you so much for the consultations. I love this. It's going to get even better, y'all. I'm switching around the format. Like I told you, the seasons are changing. We got the fall equinox coming also. So, I mean, you're going to see that um, uh, manifest with mom and daughter astrology as well because, you know, this is the best time of your week ahead of time, and we are out of time. See y'all next week. Peace.